Good morning. I greet you all this morning in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as we gather for worship this day. A couple of quick announcements. Um, just as always, continue to wear our masks and, uh, and, all that social, and all that social distancing as much as possible as we continue to protect one another from COVID. Uh, we had a, our annual meeting last Tuesday evening. Thank you for everyone coming out. Uh, we had some great discussion and sometimes even tough discussion, but it was good discussion. And we're going to come back again on June 15th at 7 p.m. Uh, to discuss the, basically the future of our building as a church. Not as, a, not as ourselves as a church, but the future of our building. Uh, trustees have some homework to do, and they're going to have that ready for us on the 15th. Um, there's something else I thought I need to remind you of, but... I'm sorry? Yeah, the council meeting will be on the 14th. Uh, yeah, and there'll be prayer time before the, before the congregational meeting on the 15th. And the daily breads are in the, for June, July, August. The daily breads are at the back of the church. Okay. Yeah, we will be having a strawberry tea this summer again. It will be takeout only again this year. So we'll be more details coming out next month once we figure out when the berries will be ready as we talk with uh, with with Eddie. Yeah, trustees, please just hang around after the service. We'll just have a quick chat about uh, dividing up the homework, I guess. That's kind of what we want to talk about. All right, no further announcements. Just to take a moment to quiet our hearts as we prepare to worship our God. Like the scandal, remember, Jesus Christ, light of the world, walks with us each and every day. Our opening psalm this morning is, I forget which one, Psalm 106. give thanks to God, for God is good. God's love endures forever. Blessed are those who act justly and always do what is right. May I see the prosperity of your chosen. May I share the joy of your nation and exalt with the people you have made your own. Oh, give thanks to God, whose love endures forever. 
have sinned like our ancestors. They made a young bull at Horeb and worshipped the molten image. They forget that you were the God who had saved them by your mighty acts in Egypt. You would have destroyed them had not Moses, your chosen one, stood in the breach. Lord God, we live in a world that's full of pain and suffering. We feel that pain too. May we experience your touch today so that we may share it with others who hurt too. Bless this time of worship as we celebrate the gift of love and life you provide. Amen. Our opening hymn today is Fairest Lord Jesus.
reading this morning is from Paul's letter to the Philippines, chapter 2, verses 1 to 13. Christ's humility and greatness. Your life in Christ makes you strong, and his love comforts you. You have fellowship with his spirit, and you have kindness and compassion for one another. I urge you then, <clears throat> I urge you then to make me completely happy by having the same thoughts, sharing the same love, and being one in soul and in mind. Don't do anything from selfish ambition or from a cheap desire to boast, but be humble towards one another, always considering others better than yourselves. And look out for one another's interest, not just for your own. <clears throat> the attitude you should have is the one Christ Jesus had. He always had the nature of God, but he did not think that by force he should try to become equal with God. Instead of this, by his own free will, he gave up all he had and took the nature of a servant. He became like man and appeared in human likeness. He was humble and walked the path of obedience all the way to his death, his death on the cross. For this reason, God raised him to be highest, to the highest place above and gave him the name that is greater than any other name. And so in honor of the name of Jesus, all beings in heaven, on earth, and in the world below will fall on their knees and all will open, openly proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So then, dear friends, as you always obeyed me when I was with you, it is even more important that you obey me now while I am away from you. Keep on working with fear and trembling to complete your salvation because God is always at work in you to make you willing and able to obey his own purpose. The word of the Lord.
Lord, as we gather in your presence this day, may our hearts reflect your glory. May our lives reflect your love. And may your peace be among us. This we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. Amen. Watching the news this week, it has been a terrible, terrible week. On Tuesday, an 18-year-old forced himself into an elementary school in Texas and murdered 19 children and two teachers in a time period that spanned over 40 terrifying minutes. Just a week before that or so, an armed gunman walked into a church in California, killing one and injuring three. The day before that, a well-armed racist, white extremist, walked into a supermarket in Buffalo and killed ten and injuring three. And those are just the incidences that made the international news. Since that attack in Buffalo two weeks ago, there have been 22 mass shootings in America that killed 59 people and injured 102 others. There have been over, well over 200 mass shootings in America this year alone, and we are on day 149 of 2022. All of this just makes me feel sick. The day after the shooting at the elementary school in Texas, a student, a young man, was arrested outside of another Texas school who was found to have assault weapons and ammunition in his vehicle. It has not been a good year. And all of this we're reading on top of the Mass Casualty Commission that is currently being held to study and learn from our own mass shooting here in our own province two years ago, the worst mass shooting in Canadian history. It seems like the world is a violent and hate-filled place right now. It is devastating, heartbreaking, it is soul-shattering to know that 19 children, 19 babies, did not go home from school this past week. And now their families and their entire community are left in pieces, broken and shattered pieces. Yet, Republicans are very quick to say they dare not take away anyone's Second Amendment rights to own guns. More laws will not fix the problem, is what they say. They want armed guards at every single school. What they fail to remember is that elementary school had an armed guard at its doors. An armed guard who was overwhelmed and could not stop the terrorists from going in and killing children. Where is the political will to find a better way? Where is the will to protect children by these so-called pro-life politicians? These politicians that are so passionate about the children when they're still in the womb but seem to forget them rather quickly as soon as they can breathe on their own. It seems to feel like 
Welcome to America, kids. Good luck. I don't like talking about American politics. I don't like it because of the words that come to my mind when I think about the corruption that appears to be going on in that country, and increasingly in our own. As we see lobbyists for guns and, and big oil take greater control of elected officials. And because of this, children die. The words that come to my mind as I think about these, these, these people and their actions are words I cannot use inside of a church. Yet there they are, right on the tip of my tongue. There has to be a better way. There has to be a better way than this. This, this, this insanity of a storm that seems to be rising up and heading our way. And believe me, it is coming our way. We see signs of it here in Canada as well. Now, it's always been in Canada, but now it seems the people are finding their voice. They're coming out of hiding and into our streets. They're not afraid to speak. There was a time when they were, they were, rel where they were hiding in secret basement meetings, but now they are out, they are speaking, they are protesting, they are all over the place. As you drive around Cape Breton, you see the stickers on the backs of trucks and cars that come from right-wing extremist groups. And there they are, proudly displayed on windows and tailgates in our streets. And as I'm driving around and I see these things and I know what's going on, it disgusts me. I am disgusted. Racism is alive and well. Extremism is alive and well in Canada and even here in Cape Breton. And some of these people claim to be Christian. They claim to be doing the Lord's work by making things right. Let's be clear about one thing. Hatred, racism, Nazis, none of it belongs in the church, let alone wider society. None of it belongs. The church that is built on Jesus Christ is a church built on love for every single person on the planet. It's how Jesus lived his life. And it's how he told his followers that they must also live their own lives. Jesus was gathered around with a, with a group of people and somebody came and asked him, what do I need to do? And Jesus said, love your neighbor. Now this seems pretty straightforward to me. But the guy was a little bit confused, so he just asked, well, who's my neighbor? And Jesus went on to tell us the story of the Good Samaritan. And we can sum up that story as this. Everyone, everyone is our neighbor. And as we turn to Paul in Philippians chapter 2, remember, he's still in prison when he's writing this. He still talks about the need for love. And Paul says, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being in one spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, 
but each of you to the interests of others. Paul says that if you experience any joy of being a follower of Jesus Christ, then live like it. Value others above yourself. Look to the interest of others first. Have the same love you receive from Jesus Christ first and foremost in your mind. Be united as the church by this love through Jesus. In short, love others as God loves you. Paul then goes on to write what is the oldest declaration of who Jesus Christ is in the Bible. People call it the Christ hymn. A poetic piece describing the, the, the nature of Jesus as the Son of God. And Paul says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset, mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. What a wonderful description of who Jesus Christ is, who he is, how he lived, and his role within our lives. He begins, that by, he begins by acknowledging Jesus, that even being God among us, he did not use this power to his advantage, which he could have really easily done. If you remember the movie Bruce Almighty, Bruce, uh, played by Jim Carrey, is giving, given God's job with all the power and authority that comes along with it. The reason he's given God's job is he says anybody could do this. So God grants him the power. Now it turns out God's job is not as easy as it looks to Bruce. And he's bombarded with requests like prayers. He can't keep up. So he just decides one day everybody gets their prayers answered yes. And chaos ensues. Millions of people win the lottery, which means they basically get nothing because it's a shared pot. And all kinds of other crazy things start happening in the world. He even uses this power to try to convince his girlfriend to not leave him, to stay with him. But because God gives us free will, the ability to choose on our own, ultimately his attempts fail. Bruce had to learn, it's not about the power you hold, it's not about that cushy office, or, or in his case, the anchor position in the local newscast, which he just really wanted so badly. He had to learn it was about being humble and thinking of others first. Bruce tried to use these godly powers to his own advantage, and he failed miserably. Now when you think about it, Jesus, he could have done the same thing. He could have given anyone anything they wanted to, to fill their heart's desire. 
He could have ruled the earth from the most beautiful palace in all of creation. But that's not how God wants us to live. God wants us to love one another. So that's what Jesus came to show us how to do. Love one another. Or as Paul writes, Jesus came and made himself nothing, taking on the nature of a servant, appearing as a mere human and living as a humble servant, even though that humble life led to his death on the cross. And because he was this humble, obedient servant, what did God do? God gave Jesus the highest honor. He gave him the name that is above every other name, Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior of the world. And Paul says that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Part of the problem in the world today, as I see it, is that we don't love one another. Russia invades Ukraine. Mass shootings daily in America. Refugees fleeing various countries around the world. People fighting against masks and vaccine mandates put in place to keep one another safe from a potentially deadly disease. These are just a few examples we can see in the news. We are a selfish people. We don't love one another. And those examples I just named are a problem because of the selfish desires of human beings. Putin wants to be known as the supreme ruler, so he invades innocent nations. He wants to rule by fear. Government politicians and government officials, they bow to the adoration of gun lobbyists with deep pockets and heavy checkbooks. So teenagers can now go buy guns and kill other children. There are other dictators in the world who want that same power, that same control in their nations. And so they actually inflict punishment on their own people. And they are left to run in fear, to seek refuge in other places. People won't wear masks to protect one another. Because it's a minor inconvenience to put a piece of cloth over your face to go into the store to pick up a couple groceries. Selfishness, greed, the lust for power, none of this is love in any way, shape, or form. None of it is following the example of Jesus, who humbled himself and served his neighbors unselfishly out of love. If we as a society are more focused on our own selfish desires than what hope could we possibly have. We know Paul wrote letters, and Paul wrote another letter to the church in Rome. Rome, in his day, was the epicenter of corruption and sin and greed. And he wrote in Romans 8, chapter 31, he said, If God is for us, who can be against us? This is a great reminder that even as we stand in the middle of a world corrupted by sin, even here, God is with us. Even here, Jesus Christ is still alive, still working through the people who follow him. Paul's letter is an excellent reminder that no matter how small or no matter how insignificant we feel, we can still love our neighbors. We can still live as Christ calls us to live, 
people who humbly love and serve those around us. At our annual meeting the other night, we had a time of some pretty good discussion. And I call it good discussion because we were discussing the, the, the future of our church and our building. It was not an easy discussion, as one of the options on the table is to walk away from this building and worship somewhere else. Leaving a building that has been the center of our faith community for 115 years is not going to be an easy discussion. But some of the discussion that came up as we talked was about how do we make best use of the resources we have at our disposal, which includes the building, which includes the money in our bank account, which includes our people. How does God want us to use these things and everything else we can have access to to serve our church and our community? I want to encourage you to pray about this over the next three weeks before we come back together. And we are going to come back together, as I mentioned, on June 15th to continue this discussion. The trustees are going to go and do their homework to explore the things that you have asked them to look at. And we'll come back together on the 15th and to review the options and make a plan for moving forward. In the meantime, keep praying about it. Keep asking God, what is the direction he wants us to take over the next one, two, three, five years? And listen to what he has to say. Be humble in your prayers. Say to God, Lord, you know what is best. And I will be your humble servant and do whatever you say. God is looking for people who want to love and serve. People with humble hearts who are willing and ready to lift up others. To give them even just a glimpse of that same love that God pours into our hearts. We are a people of hope. We are a people who know God has a, be a better plan for our lives, for our church, for our community, for our nation, for our world. And he most certainly has a better plan than what we see in the news. And the plan, it begins with us. It begins with those who submit our lives to him and humbly go wherever he asks us to go. Jesus Christ is our God. He is the one that God has exalted to the highest place and gave the name above every other name so that everyone will know that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. May God speak to our hearts as to how he would have us live as people who love and serve those around us. Amen. Our hymn is We Are Pilgrims on a Journey.
Let us join our hearts in a time of prayer. Let us pray. Lord, when we look at the news and the world around us, it is hard. It is hard to find hope. It is hard to find peace. But Lord, we know that you offer it freely. And for this, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for the ministry of others who humbly serve in your name, for the people who are rushing to the aid of those who are hurting, for those who are providing comfort, for those who are in deep, deep mourning. Lord, we do give you thanks for this work, as hard as it may be at times. But you, through Jesus, show us that it is not always an easy road. You show us that there are challenges in this world that we need to face as people of love. Lord, we come with broken hearts as we think of the families that have been devastated in Texas in a community that is deeply broken. We pray for them, O oh God. We pray that in their brokenness they can find some kind of healing. Whatever that may, be, may look like, we, we honestly, we can't picture it. We just cannot see it. But, you, we, but we know it's there. We know that you offer it. Lord, we pray for politicians who seem to be at the mercy of certain groups that want guns, that want violence. And so we pray for these leaders that they have courage, that they have courage enough to say no, to say enough is enough. We pray for wisdom. We pray for peace. We pray for love. We pray for all those who've been impacted by violence of late. We pray that their broken lives can be put back together one way or another. Lord, as we look around this world, we continue to pray because all we can see in, at many times is, is violence. We pray for the people of Ukraine. We pray for the Russian leaders that they would have hearts of of love for their neighbor. We pray for people who are suffering from disease. We pray for those who are suffering from, from poverty and hunger. Lord, we lift all these people up to you. Then in a world where there is so much, it's hard to believe that there are people with so little. Lord, we, we just pray. We pray for those who are still impacted by the storms in Ottawa and, and Ontario. We pray for those who mourn the loss of loved ones.
Lord, we know that you have a deep love for every single person. And so help us to show it. Help us to feel it. Help us to experience it. And Lord, now we just take a moment to offer to you the prayers of our hearts this day. Lord, your, your word says that the Holy Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And so even though we may not know what words to use when we pray at times, you know our hearts. You know what deeply troubles us. We know, you know how we feel, what we think. And we know that you understand that through Jesus Christ, his life, on this earth. He experienced all we experience and so you know what we go through. And we know that you sent us Jesus to show us a better way. And so we seek to follow him with all our hearts, with all that we have. Lord, we pray for the offering that has been left here this morning. We pray for the gifts of this church. We pray for the wisdom to know which direction to turn in our future, whether it be stay or go, Lord, may we hear your voice as to which way you would have us be and go in this town. Lord, speak to our hearts as we wrestle with what it is we should do. We love our church. We love our people. We love this building but we love you as well. And we want to follow the way that you have put before us. Lord, we lift all these prayers to you in the name of Jesus Christ, the one whose name is above every other name, who is our Lord and Savior to your glory. And so we pray in his name the prayer that he taught us to say together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our final hymn for today is Take My Life and Let It Be.
Just a, a quick note that uh, I will be out of the office Thursday and Friday this week. No, Friday and Saturday this week um, as I take Anthony to track and field provincials this week. He's hoping to bring home some medals. So uh, I'll be there coaching him a, a bit as well as some other athletes. So that's, that's it. Um, <laughs> let us go. Let us be servants of our God who teaches us and calls us to love our neighbors more than ourselves. Let us be examples of Jesus Christ who poured his love into this world through his sacrifice on the cross, who has gone to the Father to be above every other name. Let's go and love and serve. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God in each and every one of us, now and forever. Amen. Amen.